So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. Okay, I got a five-star review from I'm Just Saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, five Lisa gave five star. I'm just saying love. But where is the state of the market? Yes, I'm one of those irritating people who either writes a review when I'm absolutely blown away or when I'm completely unhappy. While I do thoroughly enjoy this podcast, if Pat starts promoting EXP Realty, though, I'm out. <laughs> so tired of hearing it already. All this getting paid off other agents you bring on is just a pyramid scheme like KW. I do not want to hear it. It's not helping the industry's reputation. I've stopped listening to a couple other podcasts because of it. If you're going to have a real estate podcast, then please be impartial about the info you're giving. Unless, of course, it's your own business. I do still enjoy dissecting all of the headlines and so forth. So please put back on state of the market. I paraphrased that last sentence there because he had a couple of sentences there. But um, anyways, all right, guys. So yeah, state of the market. Uh, yeah, we've been on a vacation this summer and uh, I do plan on coming back uh, with state of the market in September. Just FYI. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest today. This guest is, this is going to be some very, very, very specific advice, some tactical knowledge that you need to know. And I don't want you to hear this and be like, oh, this is a cliche. I've heard it before because trust me, you haven't heard this before. We're going to get a lot of this stuff you probably haven't heard before. We're going to get super in-depth, right, on what agents should be doing to make more commissions on social media and again, this is tactical stuff, like stuff you could write down today and instantly implement. So I'm excited to have Karen Liz Albert on. And Karen Liz Albert's out of Denver, Colorado. She runs Behind Your Curtain. And we're going to get uh, deep right away. So uh, Karen Liz, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat, so much. I am so excited to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity and the invitation. Hey, my pleasure. Why don't you kind of give everybody a little rundown on who you are so they get to know you better, Karen? Yeah, thank you. So um, I started my company Behind Your Curtain in 2010. Prior to that, I was, you know, past life, I call it in the corporate world. And I worked for a software company. And, you know, if we look at the old traditional marketing ways where you would write your copy and content and you'd have to hand it over to the radio or the television or the magazine and you had to 
you know, be dependent upon their circulation and their, their, uh, their schedule and you had to pay them. So with my background being in sales and marketing, when Facebook came on the scene, I was absolutely fascinated with the fact that we could put our own copy and content and write our own message and put it in front of anybody anytime we wanted to. And it was free. So I was absolutely fascinated with that. Um, and so we actually in the software company became one of the early adopters of using the private Facebook groups to allow the different um, customers with the different verticals to be able to communicate with themselves and sort of, you know, learn how to do the tips and tricks and support. So that was really successful. And, you know, bit mid to late 2000. And, uh, and then in 2010, my mom, she was federal court judge, best friend. We lived together. She was helping me raise my daughter. I lost her to cancer in three months. And so, you know, I don't know if anybody listening has had a situation in their life that has caused them to completely reevaluate everything that they're doing in their lives. That was basically it for me. So I decided to part ways and do some soul searching and figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then I had a dear friend who has a nonprofit organization and she approached me and she says, you know, well, I've got this fundraiser and you're not doing anything. And you know that Facebook thing. And so I was like, all right, I'll help you out. So fast forward 90 days, we had a great event, total success. She raised way more money than she had anticipated. And the real estate agents that had donated the space for the event came up to me and said, so how much can we pay you to do our social media? And I was like, I'm going to get right back to you on that because that was opportunity knocking, right? And, you know, that's literally how it started. And then I, I, uh, I started Behind Your Curtain as the company. And um, that was too, late 2010. And I just feel, you know, honored and blessed to have spent the past nine years being able to help hundreds and hundreds of real estate professionals understand how to strategically and effectively use social media so that they actually see some return on their efforts and can convert 100% of the right people into paying customers, which we all want, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That's it's that interesting story. I mean, that's crazy how the universe just kind of introduced you to it and then you took it and ran and... Um, and are doing big things now. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about first of all what's not working. Like like I really like see most agents right. They they think they they think they know social media or they know someone that knows social media is helping them out with social media, but they're really only scratching like ten percent of the surface. Very few are actually doing it at a at a level of a hundred percent. I mean, I could count on and and I know thousands and thousands of agents. Right. I mean just tons of agents I know on Facebook, right? Never met physically. And probably two hands I can count the ones that are like really, in my opinion, doing it right and making big bucks on social media. So what's going on here? What are, what's the biggest thing that's keeping holding agents back that is making them say, you know what, this is not working? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I, um, I, get, I get that feedback quite a lot as well when I am speaking with agents or doing presentations to uh, agencies all over the country is that they say, yeah, I've been trying it, it doesn't work, or I hired an agency and, you know, it just, I didn't see any return on the, on the investment in that. And the two components that are always missing when I hear that is that they are trying to be all things to everyone. So they don't really have clarity on who their niche market is and they don't have a strategy to get in front of that niche market. You know, the, the example that I share is that 
it's kind of like, I equate it to like an ocean. When you are trying to be everything to everybody, you know, you're in this massive body of water and you're this little fish that's floating around amongst all the other little fish, which, oh, by the way, is your competition as well. And you're trying to go after everybody. And so what, um, what, the, uh, the, the difference is, is when you can reduce that body of water into something that I like to call a well, which is very narrow and very deep and gives you the opportunity to really get an understanding of what is it that you can solve at, for that particular niche market. And so getting clarity on who that niche market is allows you to then use the top social media platforms to get in front of that niche market because we have a tendency of making it you know, all about us and all about real estate. And that's actually the worst strategy that you could be doing when you're using social media because you have to make it all about the community that you're trying to get in front of. So, you know, you've probably heard the terminology, there's riches in the niches. It really is 100% true. You know, I worked with a real estate agent back in uh, Denver who he was brand new. He didn't have any experience, and he, but he was really eager and excited. And so, you know, we um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll kind of help agents take a look at who are their sort of top 10 customers and look at some consistencies among those top 10 customers. And it's really a fascinating exercise when they take a step back and they look at who are those customers that are like their biggest fans and, and uh, give referrals or repeat business or, you know, they almost feel like they have a bit of a personal relationship with them. If you start to look at who those are and then you look at some consistencies, if you compare like, what are you seeing in the top 10 that might start to look similar? Age, race, gender, profession, are they parents? Are they single parents? Are they empty nesters? Are they first time home buyers? And then start looking also at sort of their, some similarities in what we call psychographic so do they where do they like to spend their time and their money and you really start to see some consistencies every time that I do this exercise there's always a light bulb that goes off where they're they're saying I actually never even realize realized that I was you know consistently working with this particular type of a niche market because there's also a reason why we attract what we attract. There's also things about us and our personalities and our behaviors and what we like. We, at a maybe even a subconscious level, are projecting that out and attracting that as well. And so going back to the agent that I worked with, he was brand new. So we didn't really have sort of the top 10 of his past customers that we could take a look at. But what we did is we looked at him. And so what was he passionate about and what did he like? And so we discovered that he's a newlywed, recently married, and he and his newlywed loved pets. Like they would foster kittens and they donated their time to the shelters. And so we actually branded him as the pet love the the uh, the pet lover, real estate agent to pet lovers. So he actually... He took his Jetta and he turned it into a forerunner. He traded it in for a forerunner and he transformed the back of his forerunner into having the pets and the leashes and the water and the, and the treats, he even had the cat carrier. And he basically became the agent for those pet lovers. And in Denver, I don't know if you're familiar, but everybody has a pet. <laughs> like, so, so wait a minute. So let me get this straight. So when you went and looked at houses, you brought your dog with, you, with him, right? And then and, and he threw it in the back and he had catnip for your cat and stuff like that and then he'd film it and take pictures of it and be like look me sally and and rover are out together looking at houses and shit like that i mean so like he really really embraced it and that's more of a branding thing but but more of a niche thing like niche advice and i think what she's saying is you know you want to you want to n be a niche in social media to get attention and not be just another regular old person, uh, n another friend, uh, so to speak, 
on social media. Now, here's what I want to ask you, Karen. So, you know, there's basically six, uh, six monsters in the business, six monsters in the social media world. And you had created a bold statement that's very controversial and basically said, if you're a real estate agent, completely kill three of these and uh, hyper-focus on the other 50%, right? And, and we're going to talk about why, because you guys might be focusing on three that, that, that she's saying are completely worthless. So uh, the six I'm talking about, and you guys probably know, are, of course, Twitter, uh, Trump's favorite uh, medium. And again, folk, uh, think about this. Trump's not even on Facebook or, or the, y- you know, stuff like that. I, I, he might be. I don't know. But his, big, his main focus is Twitter. And I think what you're going to hear from Karen is, you know, pick one and, and hyper-focus on her or pick the three. But let's see. Anyways, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. That's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Everybody try to guess which ones, which three of these she says suck. Uh, All right, go ahead. Which three of these should we focus on as a real estate agent? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that they suck, the other ones, but I think that the, the, the point is understanding where your niche market lives. So there's no point in trying to invest any time or uh, money in a platform where your niche market doesn't reside. And so I'll tell you that 90% of the real estate agents that I work with, we focus on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, LinkedIn. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And the reason that you focus on those and 86 Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube is what? Well, Snapchat, I don't work with at all because the demographics is so young. So, but again, if that's the demographics that you're wanting to get in front of, but I haven't worked with a real estate agent that's interested in getting in front of, you know, teenagers. So that's the, that's where that platform doesn't make sense. YouTube is one where I would recommend it if you are an agent that is producing video content on a very high volume, consistent basis. Like professional Type exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Because here's so the maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe, go, a, maybe a luxury agent or something. 
Right. Well, so people go on YouTube for two primary reasons. One is they want to learn how to do something. So it's how do I, so you're wanting to watch a video that's going to train you or teach you, give you educational information. Or the second is you want to be entertained. So it's very rare that real estate is going to fall into those two categories. And because real estate doesn't fall into those two categories, it's very difficult to get a YouTube channel that's actually going to rank and get a large subscription and follower base. So again, unless you're doing that, like you said, professional, high quality, either entertainment or uh, some sort of educational channel about real estate, that's not where I would focus the efforts. Okay, and what about Twitter? So. So Twitter could possibly be of value to a real estate agent if your niche market, because again, it's, it's really important understanding first and foremost, who do you want to get in front of? If your niche market is in media and in sports, Twitter is a predominantly male dominated platform. Whoa. Yeah. Is, I didn't know that. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Women are on there, but in terms of if you look at who has the most vocal conversation going on where it's the most active, it's either sports, politics, or media. Okay. And Good to know. again, I haven't really worked with agents that have been wanting to go after those demographics. So that's really why uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn allow you to really utilize those platforms and you can leverage them so you actually see some return on your efforts because almost all of the other markets fall into and are very active on those three platforms. All right, cool. So now, now we're narrowed down to LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think the easiest for people because it's entertaining and because mm -hmm. other people that they know are on Facebook. So let's start with that one. Like what, right. Give me three things that a third grader can understand mm -hmm. that the, our audience hasn't heard before. I don't want you to give us cliches. You know, about a Facebook, what we need to do exactly to make more money on Facebook and be a a hundred percenter on Facebook versus a 10 percenter. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with Facebook. Facebook is Facebook's number one priority is to make sure that the content that it serves up to its community is adding value. And so it is, and I'm sure we know this, that you got, that you know, this is that Facebook is actually profiling all of the users and it's profiling all of the users because it wants to make sure that the content it is delivering to that particular user is adding value. And the way that it knows what adds value to a particular user is that user's conduct and behavior and their interests. So what are the pages they've liked, the posts that they've commented on and shared and liked. So it's starting to profile every single user so that it can then scan the millions of Facebook business pages that are in Facebook world and start to proactively profile those business pages so that it can start to organically start to serve up content that's going to add value to that particular user. So Sally, the user who has shown that she loves watching cute puppy videos, the Facebook algorithm that's running behind the scenes, that infamous algorithm that everybody's probably heard about, which is just a formula that is looking again for uh, information, content, behavior, interests, it is going and it's looking for the other Facebook business pages that produce cute puppy videos. So it can say, oh, okay, great. We know now the content to add to, to Sally because the reality of it is Facebook doesn't give a crap about the business pages at all. It wants to make the community happy. If the Facebook community starts to leave, Facebook is done. So you have to understand the logic that's going on behind the scenes in Facebook. It is not about you. It is about making sure that you understand 
the needs of the Facebook community and not everybody on Facebook. You have to understand a niche market. If we go back to Joe, the pet lover, his posts primarily were around information that was going to add value to pet lovers, not about real estate, because that way he could get his business page and his content and his information and became much more visible and top of mind to a very large community in his geographical area that were pet lovers. So you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, who do I want to get in front of and make sure that I'm adding as much content and information on my business page that's going to help the Facebook algorithm understand what I do and who I do it for and the benefit that a, another Facebook user is going to get out of that. Okay, so in the three-step process, the step one obviously is get a business page. Uh, yep. Step two is to post things on said page that what? That, that you want to be your niche? I mean, are we going back to the niche? Like, I'm always going to go back to the niche. You're always going to go back to the niche. Okay, so that's a requirement. It is because that's going to help you because the thing is, is you can't confuse the algorithm. If you've confused the algorithm because you're trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah, so if you're just posting houses, that that can't be your niche. It can't be your niche. You have to have have a niche. problem. What's a problem that you can solve that is in the demographics within your community? And then you start to then add content that is going to solve that problem. Well, the, well, like, give me some examples a of a of a problem because the guy, you know, having a having a puppy realtor is not solving a problem. No, no, no. It's not the realtor that has a puppy. It's the it's the it's the buyers and the sellers that have the that have the the pets. Because the challenge with pet owners is they want to find a place that they love, but they want to also take their pets along with them as they're looking at at homes. They want to know where are the HOA breed restrictions, where are the parks that are going to be the most convenient for them because they've got pets. I mean it's like it's it's so step two basically is find a niche and then yeah. step three is make a bunch of posts every day about said niche. Right. That would be the three step process for. Yeah. Well, but the other piece to it also is there's always two markets that you need to be taking in consideration when you're using any social media platform. One is the market that knows about you. So those are the the people that have followed you. They're their friends. They've connected on LinkedIn. And then there's those that don't know about you yet. And the ones that don't know about you yet are why you need to understand how the algorithm works, because those are the people that the algorithm has profiled. And organically, it's going to start to show your content to those people that don't know about you yet. If you're doing a really good job of saying, this is the content that I know is going to add value to this particular community. But the other thing that you need to do, which you can go back today and apply to your business page is when the algorithm goes and scans those millions of business pages proactively, just because it needs to profile your your page, there's three places that the algorithm looks to get content for it to clearly be able to profile you. The first is look at the name that you have of your page. You want to make sure that it clearly identifies your name and what you do and if you can identify where you do it. So let's just say if I was a real estate agent, it would be Karen Liz Albert, Realtor, Denver, right? So you want to, again, those three That's things. That's the name of the page. That's the name of the page because I bet then the algorithm goes, okay, I know what you do and I know where you do it. Great. Because it's profiling all of those other people in the Denver area, right? So geography is a big component that the algorithm uses to profile. 
Then the next place it goes is it looks at the description that you have in your profile picture and your profile header image. 90% of the clients that I work with, they have no description in those profile pictures at all. And you want to pack in the description that is loaded with all of the keywords that are not only about what you do, but who you do it for, where you do it, and how you do it. And you also want to put in relevant hashtags and you want to put in relevant call to actions. Call to actions are pick up this link, uh, click this link, call this number, email this, you know, email, um, like, comment, share. Um, and, and so if nothing else, go back to your page and make sure that you've got some really good content that's packed into both of those areas as well. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. That's a title of a comment that I got on my certified listing agent course from Rebus University. It's from Bill Reig. This is what Bill says. Bill says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level? I've closed 100 appointments since I took Pat's certified listing agent course. Five appointments, five new clients, 60 days. Boom. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Thanks, Bill. But listen, guys, I am offering this to you if you haven't already taken it because so many brokers and teams make their agents take it before they do a single listing appointment. But if you haven't taken it, you can go to rebusuniversity.com and get it now. Now, here's the thing. For 30 days, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you that course. I'm going to give you the buyer agent course, which teaches you how to close every single serious buyer that calls on the phone or emails. The certified team agent course is taught by Jeff Cohn, one of America's top agents on how to build a team from zero to hero to hundreds and hundreds of units every year, step-by-step. Step. It's like a 12-hour course plus seven other courses. Yes, you heard that right. All for a measly 127 bucks a month. If you were to go to Rebus University and buy these courses individually, it costs you over $10,000. But today, if you go to futureofrealestatetraining.com, that's futureofrealestatetraining.com. You'll learn what Bill Reek did, which is how to close 100% of the listing points you go on. Quite impressive. And you'll learn all the other incredible details provided in the 11 five-star courses that are offered. Yeah, it's like it's an all-you-can-eat bazaar. You go in now and you pay 127 bucks a month. If you can eat all 11 courses in one month that's all you pay is a buck 97 this is a bargain guys get it now future of real estate training.com okay give me three names that we can look at on facebook of some of your clients maybe they're doing this at a high level so everybody can um, get some firsthand uh, Sure. So, you, yeah, you can look at, so there's uh, Pat Cunningham. She's a Compass agent back in Virginia. Pat Cunningham, Compass, Pat. Virginia. Yep. Mm -hmm. Pat Cunningham. Uh, you can look at uh, Carla Castillo. She is uh, with Remax here in Denver. Mm. Okay. Uh, and you can look at Sharice uh, Brown. And she is an agent in Dallas, Texas. There you go, guys. Beautiful. Thank, thanks, thanks for that. That I mean, that yeah, br brilliant information, guys. Go on there and like all three of these pages. Let them <laughs> let them know Karen Liz Albert is. You know, you heard her on the show, and she shouted them out. And 
and uh, you you like what they have, and then kind of emulate that. I mean, right? I mean, and figure out a model. You don't have to be their niche, but you know, figure out what your own niche is, and kind of merge it together, and 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 figure it out. So that that that, that was great. That was great advice. So, thank you for that. Now let, let's move to Instagram. There's a lot of uh, confusion with real estate agents on Instagram. You know, a lot of the agents that watch this show have reached out to me at different times. They're like, you know, it's very difficult for me to sell houses on Instagram beyond, uh, you know, getting beyond without me having 10,000 followers. Then they know once they have 10,000 followers, they can do swipe up ads of their houses for sale, you know, and, and, and try to get uh, showings and that, which does work. But for the common agent, right? Jackie in Tupelo, Mississippi, who has 17 followers on Instagram. What advice do you have her? What's the three-step process for her to get the 10,000 so that she can start actually making commissions on Instagram? Or do you need to get the 10,000? Can you just do it by being a, a niche personality without the swipe ups? Yeah, you can actually absolutely do it without the 10,000 swipe ups. And, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to go back to step one is really creating it. Find a niche, find a niche that, you know, is in your geographical area. So I'm going to give you another example. Sally, who is an uh, agent in Dallas, um, we worked together and uh, uncovered that out of the past that she had been working with. She was actually working with a lot of single moms, and she was a single mom as you well. Know what her IG is? What's, uh, how can we find? I will get it to you. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. But she, we discovered that she had been working with a lot of single moms, and so what she did is she actually hired a licensed and bonded babysitter so that she was able to then actually say, hey, I understand your problem. I've got a solution for that. And we branded her as the agent for single moms in her geographical that's, area. That's money. That's money right there. That that I love that, right? So she she's branded on Instagram, single mom, doesn't go anywhere without a licensed and bonded babysitter. So why why wouldn't you, right? If the cost is the same to the buyer, which it cur pretty much currently is, right? Why wouldn't you use an agent that had a a, a person with them that was a licensed and bonded babysitter? Because number one, she's welcoming you to bring as many kids as you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, number two, she understands you because she's a single mom too. That, that, exactly. I, I love that. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So then what she did is we used the top, those top three social media platforms to just basically continue to provide advice and guidance on, you know, how to have a successful life as a single parent. The real estate was like 20% of it. The 80% is speaking to the community so that you understand, like, I get you, right? I get your problem. I can help you solve this. I can help you have a happier life because I get your problem. And, oh, by the way, I happen to be a real estate agent as well. And so the same strategy that I'm talking about in Facebook, you want to apply that same strategy into Instagram. Now, the, the way that you get leverage in Instagram is all about the hashtags. So you have to be using hashtags that are not only ones that are relevant to your niche market, but you also have to be using hashtags that have a really high usage to them. Um, and anybody that's listening to this, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is behind your curtain, and I have a how-to video on how to find the highest volume hashtags that you can then apply today to your Instagram strategy. And it will tell you. Would you go, would you go like, yeah, would you go like single mom 
Dallas, Texas, or you know, right. so, like what kind of hashtags tie into the niche and real estate? You know, mm-hmm. at the same time. Exactly. So you, what you're going to do is you actually want to do some research. So you go into Instagram and they have a search box at the top and you'll put in whatever hashtag it is you think is going to be relevant to your business and or your niche market. And then what happens is Instagram actually tells you the number of posts that that, Insta- that, that hashtag is being used. And what you want to use are those that are half a million or higher. And so you want to build a list of about the top 25 to 30 because you're capped at 30. And, and you want those hashtags to be relevant to you and your niche market, but you want them to have as much of a volume as possible so that you're actually going to see some exposure. Because the thing is, is that Instagram accounts not only follow other Instagram accounts, they also follow hashtags. So if you're using the high volume hashtags in each one of your posts, the chances are that someone is going to see your post because they're following that hashtag, not necessarily following you. Wow. Okay. Good advice. I like that. And so you guys heard it from her and just and just constantly, you know, and follow those hashtags and then go, don't, don't be afraid to like other people's stuff that is hashtagging Absolutely. single mom Dallas or single mom, you know, realtor or sing, you know what I mean? Cause, um, cause there, there there'll be reciprocity with that and, yes. and you'll learn stuff too from Absolutely. That. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go to LinkedIn, <laughs> the left brained yeah. child of the three here. So yeah. talk to me about how I'm in Tupelo, Mississippi. I have no LinkedIn page. I'm opening my first LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. What do I do to take it to a very high level and sell houses? Okay, so the um, the strategy with LinkedIn is actually quite different from the strategy that I teach for Facebook and Instagram because Facebook and Instagram are what we call a B2C or a business-to-consumer type of a platform. LinkedIn is what we call a B2B or a business-to-business type. Uh, platform. And so LinkedIn was really built with the concept of we want to take what you guys do offline in your networking where you go into the networking events and we want to create a platform that allows you to do that online. So it's a very similar concept that you want to go to networking events to meet other professionals that potentially already have a relationship with the consumer that you want to get in front of. So if you think about going into LinkedIn, not necessarily to find the buyer or the seller, but to find those other professionals that might already have a relationship with your potential consumer. So let's go back to the single mom, right? She, we optimized her LinkedIn page to prove that she was a real estate expert that, that specialized in working with single moms and had the bonded babysitter. She was now connecting with divorce attorneys, uh, child support attorneys, right? Anybody that you think of who's already connected to that niche market. Can you see my pattern here? If you don't understand who you're trying I to love it, in, yeah. you don't, then you're trying to be everything to everybody. It's such an uphill battle. Make it narrow, get focused. The Joe, the, the agent of pet lovers, who do you think we connected him with in professionals on LinkedIn? The vets, the dog groomers, the dog walkers, anybody that was, that was a professional that was already connected with his consumer. So then what you're doing is you're using LinkedIn to search for those other professionals and the, the, the connection, the, 
the script that I recommend you use when you are reaching out and stay in your own backyard. When it comes to real estate agents, get as narrow as you possibly can, like down to a zip code, because ultimately what you want to do is you want to take it from an online to an offline. Like let's meet for coffee. Let's meet because what you're trying to do is get the opportunity to learn as much about them as you want to them learn as much about you because because like Joe the pet lover, he basically put together a list of fully vetted services that were providing services for pets. So people that were relocating, they were like, oh, you've got pets, you got to go to Joe because he's going to save you a lot of pain and heartache of trying to figure out where you should live. And he already has vetted out the top professionals. So if you're kind of reaching out to the professionals in your backyard and saying, hey, I see that we service the same type of customers. I'd love to learn more about you. I think my customers could benefit from your services. I'm really looking at creating a list of professionals that I can start to refer out to my customers. No one says no to that because you're not selling, right? You're wanting to basically get engaged. And then the only thing I ask is that just be genuine about it. If you do ultimately then get connected with a professional that's in your neighborhood and you do meet for coffee, you know, like genuinely want to learn about them. Don't just be all about you and, and hope that they're going to now refer business to you. Because like you were saying, it's that, that uh, they, they will reciprocate. It comes back. If you come from that sort of giver's mindset, it definitely does come and, back. And they will notice. Absolutely. I mean, shockingly, my wife and I went out to dinner last week to a brand new restaurant, and the owner of the restaurant uh, was shaking hands with people as they were leaving mm -hmm. the restaurant. Thank you for coming. I told him my name, and he goes, oh, you liked me on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm -hmm. creepy. I was like, wow, because um, my wife had been there like a couple nights before with her friends. And she said, do you want anything? And I looked up the menu. And then when, after I looked at the menu, I hit a like. Yeah. And, and I just thought, now that is weird. But here's the thing. That's the reality, right? So if you link to someone on LinkedIn and then you think that they don't notice, like if you link to a divorce attorney, the single mom realtor, that divorce attorney knows you might mm -hmm. think that they're like, oh, they, they won't even know that I linked them or they don't even know that I like their business page. Mm -hmm. We know that stuff, right? I mean, it's all oh, about, yeah. you know, we know that. So, and then reciprocity ensues. So That's this, right. this has been great. Uh, I love this stuff. You know, guys, listen up. It's up, like, like Karen Lee says, it's all, you know, it all starts, right, with the niche. You got to figure out your niche. And, and once you roll with once you got that figured out, it, it becomes real easy, I think, on all three of these platforms. And I would do all three of them because you're going to have left brain people. You're going to have people that, you know, want to do LinkedIn that aren't on Instagram. And you're going to have people on Facebook that aren't on LinkedIn and Instagram and things like that. So I would just do all three. They're simple enough to do. Anyways, Karen, let's talk about your free gift. What'd you bring everybody listening? Yeah, thank you. So I have a, a guide that everybody that's listening ha can go to um, the website that you're going to provide and download the guide. Yeah, guys, it's hybendigital.com backslash. I'm going to make this real easy. Hybendigital.com backslash curtain because their company's behind the curtain. That's hybendigital.com backslash curtain. There you go. And it's a guide that actually encapsulates everything that I'm talking about. The strategy, step one, what you need to think about, the exercise of finding the niche market, and then how to actually use those top social media platforms to get in front of that niche market. Oh, brilliant. Okay, guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of Karen's information, if you want to reach out there and say hello, 
And I'm going to put a link in there too. If you want to get a free consultation, she gives free consultations. She's happy to consult with you, glance over some of your social media that you have now, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to put all the links right there in hybendigital.com backslash curtain. And by the way, uh, this free guide that she's given will also be in the agent success toolbox. So if you want Karen's free gift and you want, you know, hundreds of other free gifts of of what other people have bought brought on the show in the past that's easy it's hybendigital.com backslash toolkit for agent success toolkit or just text the word toolkit to 444-999 karen this has been a blast next time i'm in denver i will look you up and we can break some bread (laughs) i would love that pat thank you so much appreciate it you too As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.